Welcome to another podcast of Road to Abundance, guys. Today we have Mary. Uh, she just wrote a book about consciousness and a little bit more than that, but I'll let you explain a little bit more what you do, where you come from, your story, and what made you want to write a book. So start like you're Canadian. You told me yes, you're from Vancouver. from Vancouver. Yeah, my name's Marie. And yeah, I wrote my first book called Looking Beyond the What Is. And it's all about law of attraction, the universe, how we can connect with our inner selves. And it's all about meditation and grounding yourself, but also manifesting the life you want to live. Awesome. Yeah. And how did you come up with all that? Like, tell me a little bit more. You told me you've been living in LA for 10 years yes, now. Yes, about 10 years. Yeah. Awesome. Well, the reason why I started writing my book is because during COVID, Well, first, actually, I spent the last like decade learning about law of attraction, mm -hmm. just spiritual guidance through like teachers like Abraham Hicks, Eckhart Tolle. And a lot of times friends and family members would ask, well, what does this mean? And I don't understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So that during COVID, I decided to like write my own book okay, and cool. more of a kind of newer way and like a different point of view and for people who are new to law of attraction to really understand and grasp the the idea about it okay cool we'll mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about like what's in the book and stuff but what's your 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 background story like you're born and raised in vancouver yes. what did you do for work before like how did you come up with okay i'm ready to write a book like the the before the book yeah what, what? so pretty much i grew up in vancouver um bc And yeah, I've just had really positive parents growing up and just being a kid, I've always like had very deep thoughts and was always wondering, okay, like, what is this all about? What is life and what is happiness and why do some people have more of a struggle and some people have it more easier if, you know, we want to say it like that. But my, father's, my father already always taught me like that I need to be positive and thinking positive and I can manifest anything I want in life. So growing up, I've always had that attitude and that energy. And I did a bit of fashion buying in Canada and then a bit of waitressing. And then I started doing my writing and really practiced that path and doing consulting work for people to start learning about how they can manifest their desires. So your dad was into it, like your dad was reading book like that before and he taught you about all that? He didn't, my, more my aunt taught me that, so my dad's sister who knew a lot about Abraham Hicks, but my dad, he's always had like that outlook in life. So both my parents were always like, no, you always have to think positive, you have to watch your thoughts. It's always about attitude. Um, growing up, kind of in high school, I was really depressed and I had anxiety and I really didn't know why because like I had a great life, mm -hmm. but my mind was very, the thoughts I was practicing were quite deep. And I think it was just, just, I was struggling with a bit of depression, but then my parents were like, you know, you have a choice every day. Mm -hmm. You can wake up and decide, do you want to feel good or do you not? Yeah. So, and that's kind of when it clicked for me and I was like, okay, I need to start really tapping inward. And that's how I really got onto like the spiritual path. And I just tapped into that energy. I started learning how to meditate. I got into the whole Abraham Hicks, who is a woman who taps into a higher energy, like a soul group called Abraham. So that's where I really was inspired by them. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, that seems a bit out there. But if you really listen to them, it's coming from like a non-physical energy. And I really, I could really relate with kind of what they were talking about and what she was translating. So that's a lot with what my book is based on. Because a lot of people I think have a hard time grasping what they're trying to say. So I try to make it more in a simple way to teach others about law of attraction and the universe. Okay, awesome. And you've been practicing like the manifestation, you do journaling, you do meditation, yes. like all that. All that. <laughs> so I meditate 15 minutes every morning. 15. 15, one five. Okay. But sometimes in the afternoon or later at night, I'll do an hour meditation. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I really am a big believer when we sleep at night, we release all resistance. So when we wake up in the morning, it's everything is about our morning, how we set the tone, the day. And so that's why I think quieting your mind is so important in the morning because there's less momentum in the morning of thoughts going through our mind. Mm -hmm. So throughout the day, there's more of that momentum. So it's harder to kind of tap into that higher energy to meditate. Yeah, for sure. Like, like you're more in the theta brainwave in the morning. You're more in the exactly. slow state, slow brainwave before you go to alpha and beta, exactly. which is like the super active mind. Exactly. So meditation in the morning for sure is the yes. best. Do you meditate in the morning? Yeah. Because I know you're big on meditation yeah, I, as well. I, I do. Now I do like 15, 20 minutes, depending on um, mm -hmm. part of the routine. Uh, so now I want to wake up earlier and try like even when your brain is still a little um, tired. Mm -hmm. But what I do often is I'll up in the red light zone of therapy and I'll meditate there. Okay. Uh, or I have the vibration bed, so I do it on the bed too. Like whatever how I feel. Like the bed kind of slow me down, so sometimes I don't use it in the morning because it's more like midday if you want to reset your parasynthetic you want to reset your system then i up on the bed or the pod mm -hmm. but in the morning you're already like tired like kind of like your body's waking up your mind is coming back to reality exactly so yeah that's cool yeah. and like you were doing some fashion then you started coaching or like yeah what... i did consulting work and i still do with individual clients and yeah, I help them. Like I kind of just work with them as their guidance. I w like, I would say life coach, but I like using the word guidance better, mm -hmm. but it's all about like how they can really meditate, how they can like find love in themselves, how they can start reaching inward and tapping into their inner being, inner source. So that's kind of what I've been trying to do. And yeah, and I try to help them really succeed and see where they want to go in their lives awesome and what did you notice that was helping the most or people were struggling the most with i think a lot has to do with well most people everyone wants like money relationships and travel and yeah. all that right but a lot of times people don't realize that to get to everything we're trying to manifest you have to be happy first Mm -hmm. So I'm a big teacher in that everything already exists that you want because you've already asked the universe because you've lived that kind of life where you've put out rockets of desire into the universe for the universe to be like, okay, I know what you want. But a lot of people don't realize the key to trying to get to where you want to be is to feel good. Mm -hmm. So it's more so about working with them on how they can feel good, how they can work with their emotions and just try and manifest what it is they really want. But a lot of times it's already inside of us. So, well, all the time it's already inside of us. So it's kind of me helping them see that and pinpoint what areas they need to work on. And like, even like if it's stuff like with a person who maybe has an overthinking mind, how they kind of can like release those thoughts Release. And what, how would you make them release the thoughts? Let's say somebody is thinking a lot, somebody having anxiety, stress. What would you suggest them? Well, first is meditation. Then also writing things down. Um, also, like kind of what you said earlier, I'm a big believer in this too. Our subconscious mind has been programming things through our whole life. So a lot of us are holding beliefs that don't serve mm -hmm. us. So it's really like, okay, what are you believing and what are you saying and what is your energy? So if you're kind of thinking, oh, it's hard to make money, it's difficult, I have to go to work today, what a struggle, mm -hmm. that you're going to get that. That's what law of attraction is. So that is your point of attraction. So I kind of say, okay, how can you release those thoughts a bit nicer? So like kind of think what kinder thoughts can I start thinking like in a bit more like general where you can say, okay, it's going to be a nice day to go to work today. Mm -hmm. Or I do like the people I work with. So start reprogramming. Find a positive thing exactly. that you can to feel good about whatever you do. It's like seeing the glass half full instead of half empty. It's like 
it's going to be a good day. And if you don't like your work, then find that, okay, I like the people I work with. I like the colleague. I like, um, I'm going to get a promotion soon. Like try to feel good about something in the moment. Exactly. And also like, but don't stretch too far where <clears throat> it's a thought you don't believe. Because you have mm -hmm. to believe in kind of like, because yeah. then that's the push and pull and the, where the resistance comes in. But yeah, it's exactly trying to turn it around and soften your thoughts. Because really our mind is the most powerful thing. Yeah. And our thoughts create the world. And how would you, so in the book you say you take teaching like Abraham Hick and other people. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how they would teach it. So what did you do a little differently? Like what would be your approach that would be more for everyone, like easier to understand? Like when people come to you and they're like, oh, I don't understand Abraham when she said this or that, like what, how do you rephrase it? Like for people listening right now that are like, I'm not sure I understand the law of attraction, like what it is and all that stuff. Right. So yeah, a lot of people have so many a lot of people actually really don't believe in this, which I was surprised because I'm like, I'm a big believer in this. Um, but yeah, with Abraham, pretty much I always try to describe it as best I can, that Esther taps into an energy while she meditates, which is a collective consciousness, and we can say soul group. So I'm a big believer that there's a lot of non-physical energy going around. So people who have passed away, so like let's say my grandma who passed away, she could be part of the Abraham collective consciousness. Or like someone you know who's passed mm -hmm. away could be part of that. So it's this group and she's tapping in and she's receiving blocks of thoughts mm -hmm. that she can translate into words. Yeah. So, but a lot of people, they don't understand because it's a, it's a non-human perspective. And what I like about them is that they're not judgmental. That's how you can tell they're not human because they're coming from such a point of view that is a higher universe. Yeah. yeah. And like they, you know, when someone comes on saying, oh, I've lost someone and someone speaks to them that some, they, someone passed away you know, they have no emotion because they know that there's no death. And that's yeah. kind of what I believe. And, but how would you make it more simple? Because right now it's like kind of like same word as Abraham. So let's say someone is like, what is the law of attraction yes. for you? Like, how do you use it and, and all that stuff? Like, So how I explain it in my book is that what you think about and what you believe and how your energy is, what you put out in the universe, the universe attracts it back. Mm -hmm. So you are manifest it back. So pretty much the universe is like a mirror. Yeah. So whatever you're thinking, but a lot of teachers out there are saying it's all about your thoughts, which it is, but it's also about your energy because energy is everything. And I feel like society kind of has tried to like downplay the word energy, but it is all about energy. And if your vibration is giving off a positive attitude, you get that back every time. So I think in my teachings, that's different from those. It's all about your attitude and like your energy, but it is also about your thoughts and what you're thinking. But law of attraction yeah. is pretty much what you're thinking, what <clears throat> you're vibrating, you receive back. Yeah. And, and for people that let's say, Because don't be scared of what you think will manifest right yes, away. There's, exactly. a, there's a delay and there's also, I would add to the thought, it's what you think most of the time. So if you have bad days, but the rest of the month you're vibrating high, you're not going to manifest necessarily those bad things. And uh, when Mary talks about the thoughts, she's talking about most of the time the thoughts will dictate your feeling. So if it's a rainy day, Uh, and I'm like, fuck, it's a shitty day. Uh, I just want to stay in bed and this and that. I, want, I don't want to go work. Then it will dictate a feeling of laziness, a feeling of nonchalance. I don't want to be there. I don't want to go to work. But if you're like, hey, fuck, it's a cool day. It's raining. It's going to be good for my grass. Uh, it's been a while. It didn't rain. Actually, it's beautiful for nature. And then you're going to work. The feeling when you arrive is a whole different stuff. And then if you're driving and you're like every driver shit when they, when it's raining and, and you're always pushing negative thoughts, it will affect your vibration internally of how, like she said, your point of attraction, it's whatever you want to attract in life will be from a lower consciousness, lower vibration. Um, so if you tend to feel like that, 
change your thoughts. And at the beginning, like she said, you need to believe in it at some point. So if you barely making 50,000 a year, don't say I'm going to make a million. And that's what a lot of people did with the book, The Secret. That's Mm -hmm. why. So a law of attraction, it's a law that you believe in the law of gravity or not, it's there. So same with the law of attraction, that you believe in it or not, it's present. Exactly. And then the only difference is how you're going to use it. And a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to make a million dollars, but you don't really believe in it and you're not. So Mary that makes a million dollars here and Mary right now is here. There's a difference in between those two. Mm -hmm. So how does this Mary thinks and who is she? That's the kind of question you can ask yourself and then if your way of behaving, you won't attract a million dollars if you don't believe in it. But if you do believe like pure faith, then it will come. That's the, that's the whole like... No, exactly. I, I couldn't agree more. And just to go back from what you first said, the universe is really here for you. So the negative thoughts that you do think, actually the universe responds less to that. Because the universe is only positive. So it's like a lot of people forget that, that... Any negativity is only happening on planet Earth. Like, the universe is not negative. We humans kind of come and create that negativity. So when you think a negative thought, it's a positive thought is, I think, a million times more powerful than a negative thought. So that's such an important thing to keep in mind with manifesting. Yeah, fear and scarcity and all that stuff. That's why I created, like, the road to abundance. Abundance means, like everybody can have like it's not because I have that you can't so scarcity and fear will create those negative thoughts because is there enough money is there enough food is there enough this is there enough that like we've been here for millions of years whatever you guys want to believe is history Um, and it's changing constantly what we used to believe and what we believe now could be changing so Yeah, choose your belief carefully and they can change and don't be so attached. But if you're going to choose a belief, choose something that is positive. Like, because exactly. you don't know what the future is holding. Exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's what I noticed with a lot of clients that I've worked with that, wow, just the negative chatter that they have in their mm-hmm. own mind. Like, our mind can be like our worst enemy and that yeah. battle of going back and forth. And that just creates a momentum. So you get really the same stuff. And like, that's why there's no movement in life at times. And that's why I wrote my book saying looking beyond the what is, because I want people to start creating beyond their reality. So to not look at really what there is, but start being like, okay, if I want that house, if I want that dream job, I can get there. But you have to feel good about it to get there and also make peace kind of with where you are now. So it's like this balance. But a lot of people do this push and pull saying like, oh, that house will never come or where is it? And we're kind of taking like score too soon or keeping track. Yeah, it's the expectation of Mm -hmm. when is it going to come and how is it going to come. So it's like we, like, I don't know if it's Abraham, but someone was saying like, it's like if you ask for a new job or a promotion or more money and then you get fired and then you're like, oh, fuck, I got fired. But this could be the action that universe is forcing you to start your own business that you'll make millions exactly. with. And right now you're so focused on the exact same thing. It's like when there's a breakup, people are so focused on the person, but there's other human being. Like I know right now you think that Yo, you'll never be in love like that. She was the one, blah, blah, blah. But there's 8 billion people. Yeah. There's going to be other connection. And I don't think I'm that special that out of 8 billion people, like Mm -hmm. I'm sure Sally could be happy with someone else. Like the thing is we choose to be with each other. We love each other. But the thing is there's other people that will make you happy and all your other breaks up. You thought that they, she, they were the one and you were sad. And it's the same with the job. You're attached to this thing, but life, I always say like, if it's meant to be, it will be. And the thing is like, same with relationships, same with, with stuff. We get attached so much to how we want things to be. It has to be with this job. It has to be with this person. But sometimes life and universe has a different plan for you. Exactly. That will make you grow, change, become better. Exactly. And also, like, one cool thing that Tony Robbins always says is be careful with your friends and, and family and even mm-hmm. people that you don't know because 
even if it's a friend, if he gives you a coffee and he put poison in your coffee without knowing, thinking it was sugar or, or cream, yeah. it's still poison. So yeah. sometimes if your friends and parents or whatever, you were, you were blessed like to have parents that were positive and putting yes. like good cream in your coffee. Yeah. Like my parents were the same. They were very like positive and, and my mom was listening to the secret and all that stuff. I yeah. didn't quite understand all the concept and It's like now I'm explaining her what the concept is right. because yeah. there's a difference between seeing the concept, understanding it, and really grasping the whole concept of, the, of all the, those things. Exactly. So, yeah, your environment will affect you, and, yeah. and they can drop poison, which is thoughts in your mind. And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Inception. Yes, yeah, so I love it. That's kind of like the idea behind dropping a seed And if it's a bad seed, it will grow. Yeah. And if it's a good idea, it will yeah. grow too in the same way. Yeah. Well, I think I was just listening to like Jordan B. Peterson. Do you know him? Yeah, he's, he's amazing. Canadian. Yeah. yeah. And he was saying, yeah, careful who you hang around because, and also be careful what you share. And it doesn't mean anything like bad. That person has any, like, that friend might not be, like, having any negative energy, but people put their doubt without even knowing they're doing that. Yeah. So, let's say you have a new business mm -hmm. plan, but then they go, but how can you do that? And, but maybe that would go wrong that way. So, yeah. that's already putting so much doubt. So, it's best to keep a lot of stuff and a lot of dreams to yourself yeah. and trust that. Yeah, like I remember like, but, but what I like also about like saying it, I like to tell people what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it in terms of like, don't tell them exactly your secret ideas or stuff. Like if you want to keep it for yourself, but let's say I'll be like, I'll be the greatest coach or whatever. I'll be the next Tony Robin. And if I have my friends around me, and they say anything negative, then it means I need to remove. And I, re I did yeah. remove friend from, from LA and, and my past that I don't align with it, bro. If you don't believe that I'm the greatest, because I'm always the guy that will push you to reach your potential and I'll make, you, I'll make the best out of you. Like you say, I want to do this. Like, yes, you can bring some stuff like, hey, don't forget to incorporate. Don't do this. This is not being negative. This is being practical. But saying like, Bro, this is risky. You're going to lose all your money. Instead, bring question. How can I make it the best investment? Because better question will end. This can dictate who you're going to remove from your circle. If every time you bring something up, somebody's negative about everything, then yeah. cut them off. And that's a sign. Yeah. Same thing with your partner. It's like if they're not having your back and support every time you, you come mm -hmm. with an idea. And if you see, like, if, I, if I'm like, okay, there's going to be a challenge, like, with your business instead of being like it won't work because of that be like this could come up what solution can we think in advance or how can we prevent this instead of like oh you're gonna waste all your money or this or that it's like try to empower people with better question exactly and that's what i do with a lot of people that come to me like all the people that i guide i coach mm -hmm. it's just i ask them better question that nobody asked before right that's and a lot amazing. of people they There's a tricky thing with our subconscious mind that doesn't let us necessarily always access the right question. Right. And it's like the, the subconscious mind knows before you and it knows you're going to ask the question. So it's just preventing you from accessing it. And now your conscious mind is like, oh, it makes sense when, when Mike says it. Fuck, it's so easy. Like, but how didn't I think about that? So right. there's a lot of cool questions you can ask yourself to, uh, to pop those positive intuition Exactly. No, and I couldn't agree more. And with the subconscious mind, we've created and it's programmed so much from our life, so much from our past. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people who have had negative pasts or gone through difficult mm -hmm. times, but then they've really manifested a beautiful life out of it. So yeah. it's important to remember that every day is actually like a new day, a new start. And just because if you feel stuck, That doesn't yeah. mean anything because you can start all over tomorrow with your thoughts. Yeah, exactly. And There's one thing about the, the, the start of the day that I'll say in a second, a very good example that I heard. But when you talk about subconscious mind and like you're talking about programmation, that's why I created the program Rewired because right. it's like your brain has been wired a certain way that is not your fault. Like when I see a lot of people that they're doing things that are negative or not the good pattern and stuff now, 
back in the day I used to be judgmental like fuck it's so easy man how are you so dumb and this and that and judging people now I understand that your brain has been programmed now we need to rewire that brain to do the right thing before you can be so for us it's like oh just do it yeah but they most people can't see that yes. they can just do it and like yeah. that's like Abraham she's like oh just asking it is given and be but for a lot of people it's like there's such a big wall that I call the dark wall in between ask and it is given yeah and she called it like resistance but yeah it's just yourself like she says it like that but people don't realize that if it was that easy to just which it is but technically you're fighting against 95% of your brain that has been doing that for 30 exactly. years so at the end it's like you need to rewire it and one cool thing about a new day that people often underestimate it's like if I would give you like 10 million today yeah would you be happy would you complain no you would be on a high for two years yeah and then if I ask you okay so instead of 10 million uh, I give it to you but tomorrow you die you'd be like oh then I don't want it yeah so you're telling me that waking up every morning mm -hmm. worth more than 10 million dollar mm -hmm. and you complaining every morning when you wake up for your life for your work for everything so it's yeah. like when I heard that I was like fuck that's that's true like would you exchange even a hundred million against your life and you're like so I tell you I give you a hundred million but you die within a year you'd be like no yeah so exactly one year of your life worth more than a hundred mil and you're going to be complaining every fucking day like right. bro you got to change your thinking exactly yeah no it's very true like when I read the book outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill mm -hmm. which is a great book yeah. I recommend it to everybody <laughs> And it's a great book for women and men, but it really, what he teaches is that it's pretty much him having a conversation with the devil yeah. and he's claiming the devil is our ego and our ego mind is all about fear, negativity, jealousy, anxiety, mm -hmm. whatever negative emotion you can attach to it. That's yeah. what he's saying. So our mind, when we think a thought, the ego likes to bring it back because we've built so much momentum behind certain thoughts mm -hmm. that we've practiced. And that's the whole thing where it's actually yeah. so difficult because our mind just goes to that. Because like it's been reinforced. Exactly. So you, that's why you need to reprogram it, rewire it to reinforce the good one now. Exactly. So. Yeah, you need yeah. to rewire it. And that's what I coach to a lot of people. I say, look, you have to purposely try to wake up and say, okay, today's going to be a good day. I feel good mm -hmm. right now. But think of like how easier it is to think, oh, I have to wake up. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like our yeah. mind just goes there because it's just a thought we practice so much. Yeah. It's the momentum. Yeah, and I like to, there's a like some entrepreneur guys that like guys would be listening to that, that sometimes it's more like, Andy Frizzella and other call, other people call it like the bitch voice, the, the the demon. Like there's always one side and one one positive that is gonna be like, okay, today we're gonna take a cold bath, or today we're gonna do this task, and then your bitch voice or your d devil, whatever, is like, nah, bro, why we need this? Like I'm good here. Why would I go in the cold? And then same thing. If I don't like running, then I started going for a run just to challenge that bitch voice. If I don't like the cold bath, which nobody loves to jump in a cold bath, it's like you do it because. Mm -hmm. You want to reprogram that voice and tell that part of your mind, the, the one that decides that you're in charge. Exactly. And it's like your ego, I don't, I wouldn't like, I know why they call it the, the devil in the book. Yeah. Like I, you, it's still going to be present just because we're human. So totally. just put it in a passenger seat while exactly. you're driving instead of hit driving your exactly. life. Because a lot of people live their life with a mask, like, yeah. which is the ego. Well, there's a lot of negativity around the word ego. And Abraham actually talks about like actually your like alter ego, which is something you should tap into. But then there's another part that is the negative. Yeah. But with Napoleon Hill, he was calling any negative emotion the devil, like the mm -hmm. ego. Like that's what he was trying to say. Yeah. And I think that's just like an interesting thing because yeah. he was trying to say that it's not really who we are as people. And that this negative energy is kind of what we pick up on our path in life. Yeah. And if it wasn't for, for money and power, I, most people would be good. Like, and <laughs> like, 
everybody that does a lot of weird shit for power end up regretting it. Like, mm -hmm. now there's a lot of people from Hollywood and all those stuff coming out that, fuck, I, I did a lot of things to get famous and I regret it. And a lot of people are like, um, there was a famous guy also, he used to be a devil worshiper, Satanist, and mm -hmm. now he's like all about Jesus or whatever. It's not about religion for me, it's about like, when you try to do bad mm -hmm. and you try to, to always be bad and have bad thoughts, Mm -hmm. You're not programmed for it. We're programmed for love. We, yes. we are attracted to love. So at one point, mm -hmm. you're going to be, there's going to be a disassociation with yourself. And mm -hmm. that's where it comes from disease, like this ease. It's because exactly. you're not at peace with yourself. You're like fighting every day because we want to love each other. Yeah. We want to hug each other. We want to be kind to each other. Exactly. And, and most of the time when people are going to do weird shit, it's because they don't, have their primary needs met mm -hmm. so they become a little weird and it, it's all about the money and the stuff they don't think that they're gonna have shelter food and then jealousy come when they see other people get it like yes. you said easily because yes. they vibrate at a different stuff so then yeah. it creates all that scarcity mindset and we've been taught at school like so hard to make money i remember in canada it's like um back in the day i think the Average salary was like $30,000 Canadian, which yeah. is fucking like 23,000 US or whatever. Yes. It's like, oh, you're lucky if you make 70,000 a year. I remember my teacher, I was telling them I'll be a millionaire and they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And now I made it. And, and yeah. it's, it's, I had this thought since I was five. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I'll be buying Ferrari and I'll live yeah. in LA and I'll do this and I'll yeah. do that. It was not even a, then I would say that what happened for me was, in between the moment I said that and that I was actually at the age of doing it, there's a lot of programmation that happened. Mm. And all those people, like you said, were like, mm -hmm. no, nah, you're not going to do it. It's so hard. But I had this thing in me that I never listened to anybody else, but it did still affect me a lot. Like, because yeah. it puts the doubts, like the poison in your coffee. Totally. Yeah. And, and for me, it prevented me for a while of... Mm -hmm. And then you feel like an imposter, like, am I really good enough? Do, yeah. Like all those thoughts. Exactly. And once you get rid of all that, mm -hmm. it's like, then life happened for you. Exactly. Well, I love that you're doing the whole rewiring program because we really should go back into like when we were kids because we had such beautiful yeah. thoughts. Like we, kids are believers. And that's where I think as people get older, they start believing less. And that's the problem where you have to really believe in what you're trying to manifest and yeah. create in your life. Kids are pure. Exactly. And now you're writing a book for, for kids? Yeah, so I'm writing a book called The Spiritual Swan. And it's all about like her journey on finding her inner self and meditation and kind of teaching other creatures about that life is meant to feel good. And I'm going to write a few more children's book after that That's with cool. different animals. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I think like, I really feel like a lot of kids need to, well, they're already doing such a great job, but I think meditating and like kind of connecting with themselves will help kind of wear the society yeah. and going into like teenagers. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think that's just a good direction. And, yeah. No, yeah. I believe it. Like I want to go talk to, to kids for sure at some point. And yeah. I, I would love to, um, in my journey, it's in my plan to open school for kids and yeah. hugging class and like meditation and yoga that. and all that yes. stuff. Like, I feel like when I see those teachers that make, uh, student hug and yeah. high five before they get in Amazing. the class and they hype them up yes. and there was not enough of that when I was at school it was like the system has been broken right. like for a while we like everything evolved in this world except school we have the same system since fucking 100 years so it's like it's it's exactly. not working anymore um it's programming you to, exactly. to do nine to five and to work and to yeah. be a good little boy uh, but it doesn't teach you anything about your self-consciousness, loving yourself. That's why there's so much suicide right now. Yes. Like so many girls don't have self-confidence and now yeah. more than ever with social media, we compare ourselves exactly. to everyone. To everyone. Surgery. And then it's, it's sad because who we preach is like the Kardashian and all those people. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? Right. Like, why we preach surgery and butt and all that yeah. stuff and all those people that are doing weird shit. Exactly. So I, I feel like teaching to kid. Mm -hmm. like about self-confidence and yes. self-love and meditation yes. like you do in your book is 
is essential. It's exactly. Like, and I kind of try to teach also, I say in my book that you really are your only competition in life. So you trying to be the better version of yourself mm-hmm. and reach for more throughout every day to yeah. expand and evolve <clears throat> and really be the person you are. Because really like at the end of the day, like even going back to a kid when I used to be a runner and we had a running coach, he was like, just focus on your lane only your lane and I've always took that message through my whole life yeah like I don't I only look to someone beside me if it inspires me it motivates me exactly and I think that's the thing we have to learn to really only compare if it's a positive way yeah it's like other people can motivate you like like there's two way of having the tallest building in in the city. It's either you tear every other building down, which is the easiest way, mm-hmm. or you build a tallest building, and then you can build the tallest building, inspiring and looking at other building how they're built, how they do, and then be like, I'm gonna go higher than that, just exactly. as an inspiration. But comparing yourself to other building to other people, especially with social media, is so negative, and it put poison in your mind because you're like, it's like she has that and she's younger and this and now it's like now there's like a trend i don't know if you saw it but it's like everybody's keep being younger like oh i was 20 year old about that 20 dollar 20 million dollar mansion like mm-hmm. like it's a cool thing like yeah. there's a guy my girl sent me a video it's so funny the guy's like i was 25 years old when i bought my first five million dollar house and the guy is there's a guy in the back he's like wait 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 no 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 we need younger and higher house so he's like <laughs> I was five years old when I bought my first $45 million house and I did it from, and then he says, I had a special loan. He's like, no, no, fuck the loan. Say arbitrage. And the guy's like, what is that? He's like, we don't care. It sounds cool. So he's like, I was five years old. And this is just like, now that's yeah. when you see people are like trying to preach like, I feel like the bad thing, like, like it's so easy and, and, and stuff. And like, let's say now today I start. Like when I started Road to Abundance and I'm like, I'm going to make Road to Abundance up to a million in one year. But I'm not going to say I did it in one year. There's a lot of fucking thing in the back. Like 15 years of studying. I was a celebrity trainer. I had other businesses. It's like when I started that, I was my higher self. I was at the peak of my life at this specific moment and ready to manifest everything. So it's like, it's just to show people to have faith and what you can accomplish when you do it. But the thing is, there's so much behind and I, I don't agree with this bragging culture online. Right. Like everything is like, oh yeah, I just started two months ago and I made 300,000. Yeah, but bro, who's your mentor? What did you do before? And all that stuff. Exactly. So it's like crazy. No, I agree. And it's interesting when you bring up like the age aspect, cause I work with some clients who are going through a hard time with making peace of getting older. And a lot of people actually struggle with that. And I'm really kind of, it's such an interesting thing because you really have to make peace with aging and life and the process. And and also it's a great thing to keep in mind. You can be in your 40s and 50s or 60s or 70s, 80s and actually manifest your dreams. Like it doesn't matter. Like it, it takes like time is the illusion you already put in all that asking mm-hmm. and the energy yeah but once you start to believe it and know it that's when it will come in and a lot of yeah. times people with age they just have a lot of resistance and they think oh i'm getting older and everything's too late and i hate yeah, that it's, like it's, society's kind of done yeah. that and i really am not a believer in that And that's why in my second book, I'm writing that time is an illusion, but then how can we work with time to be on our side? Because time is our ally, actually. Like it's Mm -hmm. there for us, but then we resist it so much (laughs) that it's like, okay, you know, so. Time flies for real. And and, and, and if you embrace it, and there was a very interesting concept. I saw a guy on TikTok talk about like that they created age to make us age and feel older and older mm-hmm. and, and and it creates those anchor of like 30 and 40 but like mm-hmm. when you're 30 you barely did one third of your of your life barely one third bro it's like exactly all those years yeah. and, and technically when you're 30 yeah. you only had 10 years of of grown up exactly and and now it's like if people get out of school at 25 you had five years like yeah. bro you have so much time and it's like yeah. 
you don't need if you want things you can manifest them but if you feel in the lack and you're trying to rush that's when it's bad and especially for men I know for for a lot of women it's even harder to age like mm -hmm. a lot of women like I'm 30 blah blah yeah. blah and like for men I feel like our prime is from 40 to 60 oh for sure so like I'm like fuck it's like yeah I wouldn't go back to 25 like I'm 31 and I'm happy every fucking year yeah. like that I age it's like I just become better and better exactly. like fine wine yeah and women from what I see it's because yes they lose their prime is younger in terms of beauty yeah so us a man when we age we can still have young girl we can we're exactly. still hot and stuff and yeah. it doesn't mean that girl don't get hot but they lose their edge versus young girls so then it's very hard mentally but it's like you're getting um maturity you're getting other gift you're getting nurturing it's exactly. like and if you don't embrace it and you always try to look younger and stuff you you're doing yourself a, like a this um not a disrespect, but a disfavor. Like, exactly. It's just not good. Like, embrace it because you cannot go back. And if you're a mature woman, even if you're 35, 40, you will get the right guy that exactly. will embrace it. Like, it's like when I'll be 40, let's say I'm not with Sally anymore. It's like, I wouldn't go for a 22 years old just because it's like, she won't have the maturity. She won't have things. I could go for a 30, 35, whatever. But it's like, you'll still find the right person. Like, and then, like you said, some, um, like Tony Robbins just had a kid at 62. Yes. Like it's never too late. Exactly. Even women, I feel like, um, a lot of people, uh, a lot of doctor pressuring, but yeah. I believe that if it's meant to be, you'll manifest exactly. like a baby at, at, at the right age anyway, yeah. like, and stuff like that. So it's like, exactly. don't Hillary be so Swank stressed. Hillary Swank just had twins at like, I think 46. I have a few friends who are in their mid forties who just had a baby. Like, I feel like with our generation, I don't know if you feel like this, but like our parents, they were more Rushed expected it. to <laughs> like, my parents actually waited a bit, like in their early thirties, but that generation, though still their generation, were like after college, let's have a family, let's mm -hmm. double down. But I feel like our generation, it's a lot more entrepreneurs. People want to go yeah. travel. They want to find themselves. I think and I wanted to be, for me, I wanted to be first stable. Right. Like yes. I said, I'll have kids when I can be a millionaire, have a nanny and I can homeschool them. Yes. So I didn't want to say nothing, no to nothing. Yeah. And also I wanted to be ready. Like you're causing a lot of childhood trauma to your kid. And, and mm -hmm. even if you think you're the best parent, you'll still cause some of it just because of oh, their yeah. interpretation and perception of life. But I don't think I had the patience I have now when I was like 25, 24. Like I see my parents and it's like, they were amazing, but of course there was a lot of fucked up shit. Like in terms of like, there were still kids. They were yeah. still learning about themselves. Exactly. Like, I feel like yeah. having a kid at 30, 35, if you did the work is like, it's going to be amazing. And one of my friends, he's mm -hmm. like, um, the guy that taught me Brett work and all that stuff. He's like, bro, when I got, I think he got his kid at like 26. He's like, bro, the first four years was mm -hmm. like insane. And yeah. now it's like four years later, he's 34 now, I think, or 38. He's yeah. like, even he was 30. It's like, he's like, bro, I grew so much that if I would have a kid now, it would be like day and night. Right. And yeah. now he's, it's like, he's always been a good dad, but yeah, you're being the best that you can be right now. Yeah. Well, it's true. A lot of us, when we go through life on this path, we're expanding and we evolve. So mm -hmm. we learn more, we become wiser, we understand more. Mm -hmm. So there's a saying I love, someone has said that the mantra of the universe is more. And I really believe that. I feel like we're here yeah. to create, to evolve and expand yeah. and really create our reality with more. And yeah. also with a lot of times with society, there's so many people who I've met who are really spiritual, but then they don't want to believe in money or they don't want to manifest money. Yeah. And then there's a lot of people who are the richest people I've ever met to have multiple homes, but then they can't keep a relationship or have mm -hmm. a relationship with their siblings. And you know, yeah, like the that. biggest, the biggest problem of people with money is mm -hmm. relationship. Yes. I, I see it. And <clears throat> the people that, a lot of people also, when they start their journey, they have a like spiritual ego that I call. They're mm -hmm. like, 
they see spirituality as a monk. And I've been mm. there and the monk has nothing and you should have nothing. But like if there's abundance on this world, it's meant to take. Exactly. And there's a, there's a way to do money that is empowering for the planet. You don't need to savage people. Like don't go create McDonald's if, if that's not your calling. Like this is, but there's good company, good food company, mm. good stuff that you can do. Like writing a book, like empowering consciousness that can be very, um, that makes you a lot of money. So I was just talking with a friend um, recently that the person had a money blockage and she wasn't making money because, mm. it, and, it, and when you ask question, her perception of spirituality is like a monk that has nothing. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, okay, then you don't have that. Like, why don't you take Tony Robbins as spirituality? Multi-million billionaire that feeds billions of people. Isn't that more spiritually? Like exactly. if you're going to say it, like, And spirituality is really hard to quantify. That's what people use it on spiritual because yeah. you can't quantify it. Exactly. But I believe personally that a monk is doing an amazing job. He's empowering himself. Yeah. But I believe that feeding a billion people is way more spiritual for me. Oh, for sure. And starting school that will teach kids and, and do things. And with yeah. money, you can do so much good. So exactly. And for a long time, I was, you have those beliefs around money that you don't need it. And it's maybe because you're not materialistic. Yeah. And then when you get money, yeah, you can get the car and the stuff because you have an abundance. And if it's there in life, then get it. It's like, if I can fly first class, why wouldn't I? Like, exactly. But you're right. It's like a lot of yeah. people have some blockage around exactly. even relationship. Yeah. I remember when I got cheated on, it's like, every girl is a whore. Every girl is a liar. Every mm -hmm. girl is this. It's like my ex, my ex was a prostitute. And then the fact that you say every girl Yeah. It's really yeah. hard to attract exactly. the right partner. Exactly. That's, That's what you're going to keep getting. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like girls. Every girl is a... Every guy is a player. Every guy is a fuck boy. Every yeah. guy, yeah, that's what that, you fucking put out there. That's what your attitude is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what they believe. Yeah. I think it's important to also mention that the beauty in the universe that also we're all we all have our own desires. So everyone's different. Mm -hmm. So everyone you know, it's such a variety. And that's the thing is with where we are in North America, there's a lot more things out there that we kind of want. Yeah. But I've traveled to places like Argentina. It's what they push too. Yeah, exactly. Argentina, Cambodia, places where people have nothing, but then they're so happy. And then a lot of people will want to question that being like, but then why? Like you shouldn't want these things because people are out there are struggling. But that's yeah. not even the case because everyone measures happiness in their own way. So with my teachings, I always try to teach that if you want something, you Get can it. have it. Yeah. And it can be anything. And that's yeah. for everyone on this planet. Yeah. And I think no one should be ashamed if they I believe want the same, yeah. multiple homes. You can be happy with, with 100K. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, if you don't meet your needs, I believe it's going to affect your happiness. There was a study on it, obviously. But if you yeah. have community and you have shelter and food and stuff and you're, exactly. not, you're not scared for your needs, then the rest is just more abundance. And then... I love car. I love experience. I want to travel the world. I want to homeschool. I want to take tennis lesson, piano lesson. I want to do exactly. a lot of fucking thing in this Me world. Too. So I need money yeah. like mm -hmm. for whatever I want to do. And it's not about the material. Yeah. I want to have a Porsche and I want to drive it because I enjoy the car. It's there. Mm -hmm. um, but if you get the Porsche to impress your neighbor yeah. and just because it's like, it looks cool and, and it's not a judgment, but like giving you an example, it's like, I saw you have a Louis Vuitton purse and I used to buy, mm -hmm. like I bought two Louis bag and stuff and I don't use them. Now I'm selling them just because of the fact that I realized that I was attaching an identity to Louis to look cool when I have Louis Vuitton. And there's a guy that making TikTok video that he says it's a hundred dollar of leather. Right. It's nothing. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, I'll make my yeah. own. It's like, if I like the style, I'll make my own in real yes. quality leather. Yeah. And I, I bought now a $70, $70, like little fanny pack that is 10 times better. Like waterproof is so much more thing. And yeah. I got caught up when I was in LA with a lot of friends buying those shit. Yeah. And one very interesting concept about like those material thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe you didn't buy it for that reason, but Louis Vuitton convinced us 
that you buy their product because you deserve it. It's like, right. I work so hard, I deserve it, Louis. Yeah. That's the genius See, marketing. I yeah, I really hate when people say, say that and like say, oh, you work so hard, you deserve it. Cause that's just not the truth. Like, and I think so many people think, oh, it's that saying, if you work hard, you play hard. But to me, that's so backwards. I think mm -hmm. if you feel good in life, the, yeah. and want things the universe just shows you the way and if yeah. you trust in that and have love for everyone around you and love for yourself and you move with that attitude that's how things open yeah and that's what i mean like how people all we all desire things differently like my friend mm -hmm. might like nice cars but i like more style and fashion yeah. or i might like to travel more than to other do. people yeah, yeah exactly so we all are experiencing as long own. as you're doing it for you exactly. it's like i believe now it's like it's like if if an item make me feel like if i wear the louis to feel good and i feel like pe people are gonna see me perceive me a certain way then I shouldn't wear it. Exactly. Like, then That's it's like, backwards. Then. Yeah, then, yeah. Then it's like, okay, that I need, there's something in on my self-confidence or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I want them. It's like, yeah. I don't even care that people know that I have money. It's, it's I don't, it's not for that. Like yeah. I do money to give the best to my family, my girl, my dog. It's yes. like, whenever there's something needed, I can provide and that's it. Like the rest is like, I like nice cars. So I'll have a nice car just yeah. for me. But exactly. like you said, whatever makes you thrive, yeah. do it and you shouldn't feel like having abundance is not being spiritual. That's, right. that's one well, thing. That's really what abundance is about. It is the more in the universe. It's mm -hmm. having what you really want in life and yeah. having more of it. And I think people, just society and a lot of humans have put negativity around the idea of money and material <clears throat> objects yeah. and you can be spiritual but also very successful yeah there's exactly. so many people out there who really like let's say a lot of actors a lot of people like oprah look she's i think on a spiritual path and she's really manifested her life she came from a very challenging background but mm -hmm. that really drove her because she always said when she was younger, I believe I'm going to big places. Mm -hmm. So if you believe that, that's what it's going to really yeah. happen. So I think just society can sometimes be very negative on the idea of money. And that's why in my book, I'm trying to teach people that you can be, do, or have anything you want in life. Yeah. And um, what is your top three book, you would say? Okay, top three books. Um, I would say Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Um, I would say The Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer, which is a great book because he really teaches you about how we should surrender more. So doing things that you wouldn't really think you should do and just going kind of with the ebb and the flow and the stream of life which I'm a really oh, big like believer. That. Yeah, he was like, his book is so interesting. It's like all about his life and how he just decided to surrender and yeah. let go. And this is actually a meditation I also do every morning that I learned from Abraham where I'm in the stream of, of well-being well stream and I put my canoe in, but I let go of my oars to go with the stream. Mm -hmm. Cause that's the thing. A lot of humans want to go up the stream and go against the current when we really need to trust our stream, which is our life and where we're going. Yeah. But yeah, Michael A. Singer, he talks about like how someone one day knocked on his door and said, Hey, like I go visit the prison and like, I go do a prayer and we talk, but I'm going away this week. Can you go do that? And he said like, oh, what a weird thing to ask. But in his head, he's thinking that. But then he's like, no, I need to surrender and just go with the flow. Yeah. And then he start, He went and had the best experience. And he said, most of those people are his friends for life. And he still does it after like 40 years or something. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's like little things like that. But he's like, he yeah, says. Yeah, it's always like when life is bringing you something, don't question it. Exactly. Like, or if you question it, be like. What if I said yes? Like, what if I went with the flow of like, just surrender? And that's, that's kind of like the same thing that I'm like, 
let's say I don't want to run or I don't want to do something, let's do it. Like, exactly. let's see if I can love it and do it with a positive attitude. And then it's going to change your mindset on a lot of different stuff that exactly. will show up in your life. That's so true. And then the third book, I would probably say Law of Attraction by Abraham Hicks, which okay. is their first book. And it explains a lot about the universe and law of attraction. But also, awesome. if I can throw in a fourth one, is Eckhart Tolle, Power of Now. Yeah, the Power of Which now, is yeah. really a great book. I know, like, a lot of my friends and my family say it's a little bit of a hard read, but I feel the power like. Power of Now? I yeah, feel like I feel, it was so me easy. too. I thought it too. My sister always says, I can't follow, like, what he's saying. And he actually lives in Vancouver, where I'm from. But I feel like he just, he's a very good teacher on yeah. being present. And yeah, it's. it's focus on what's now exactly. that's, that's the whole book it's like exactly. the title says it is just like you only have now and you can't be anxious in the now because you're anxious about either a situation that did happen mm -hmm. or something that's coming so if you're present if like let's say now i couldn't be anxious if i'm doing a podcast with you but if i'm like Oh, I have to pay some bill and hey, hey, fuck, am I going to do this later? I'm going to have food and, and then you start always yeah. being in the, then you're affecting also your vibe, your exactly. presence, your feeling, and you're not even enjoying the present moment of like, let's just do the podcast. And when it's done, I'll move on to another thing. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, that's been one of my kind of struggles through my spiritual journey, being more present mm -hmm. and like not really trying to constantly focus on what's happening in the future. Yeah. And I don't know if you, if you kind of, <clears throat> how you balance that out. Yeah. I mean, damn, for years, it's like I was chasing money so hard. And then when you chase something, it's chasing you because mm -hmm. you attracted from this point. And then now you're here. So money is here. And it's like, oh, shit, Mike is there now. And then money goes there and you're there. And it's like you're never really where you attracted it exactly. from where. So now I'm more like of a magnet. It's like let it come to me. Yeah. And instead of trying to catch it, let it let it reach me whenever it's meant to be. And while I was chasing money, I was not present. Right. And that's, I think, the biggest thing I changed for Sally When I came in her life, she was a hustler and a doing, 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 doing. Yeah. And she, she's very, like, she's a work. Like, yeah. she's a, she works a lot. Like, she loves yeah. it, but she do work a lot. And I was like, chill, like, relax. Like, it's, it's like, enjoy life, right. too. Like, exactly. And my mom used to tell me, like, you're present, but you're not present. Because, mm. and then I was like, mom, I'm busy making money. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I'm making way more money now with way less effort exactly just because it's like and I, i remember it was funny because once i did a podcast and there was a kid he was like i mean a kid it was like 20 21 it's yeah. like i say kid but like um just starting his career and he was he was like a camera guy and he was like hustling 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 and i and and i did the whole podcast like that yeah and he's listening to it obviously and then at the end i'm like so what did you get out of the podcast bro yeah <clears throat> and then he's like Well, I, I don't know exactly. And then I'm like, so how's your life? And then he tells me he's working all the time. He's hustling and, I, and, and he's trying to make it in life. And I'm like, bro, you're 21. Yeah. Like the hustle is cool. Yeah. But enjoy your life too. Yeah, exactly. if you like, even guys like Alex or Mosey, like that worth hundreds million, yeah. whatever, they say that they would exchange all their money to go back to 20 something. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, If you're so stressed about making money when you're 21 that you don't enjoy that life, it's not coming back. Exactly. And the thing is, you're so lost into your hustle that he couldn't even enjoy a dinner with his friends. He's like, oh, bro, I'm working all the time. And then when I'm not working, I'm stressed about like, what didn't I do at work? I'm like, yeah. bro, this is so toxic. I'm like, yeah. you should have listened when I was talking on the podcast because I was exactly like you. That's why I created all those yeah. things for every guy that is, there was a funny quote. It was like, behind every successful person is a lot of inner child trauma mm. and i believe that for yeah. most of us yeah because yeah. you wanted to prove people wrong you wanted to prove your parents yeah. wrong you wanted to prove the world wrong that exactly. you you wanted to prove yourself that you worth it that you and then that's why a lot of people have relationship problem because they they found how to make money mm -hmm. because If you chase it for long enough, yeah. you'll, you'll end up still catching it up at some point. If you hustle for 10 years, you'll make money. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you'll be happy and exactly. it doesn't mean you'll have the relationship that goes with it. Exactly. And that's why a lot of people come for coaching and they're like, I, I got 
like the two biggest type of client is they're not happy mm-hmm. and they have a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, Mike, I, I don't have the right people. I don't have good friends. I don't have yeah. good relationship. I don't have this. I, I, yeah. I feel like I want a suicide. I'm in a burnout yeah. and they make three, four million a month yeah. or even 500,000 a month. And you're exactly. like, bro, you got everything to be happy. Yeah. And I've been there, so I know what it is. And then yeah. um, the other part is like people that are starting to hustle like mm-hmm. under a million dollars. It's like, and they're like, either chasing they feel that they're not enough and that they don't know how to make more money they have mm-hmm. they have everything but they're struggling with the money part or they have blockage to go to the next level right exactly so it, it's it's always like a little some exactly tuning and then you go to the next level exactly and what what was to end the podcast what was your best investment this year like mm, oh that's a good question i think actually it was investing in my children's book, The Spiritual Swan, like that was just such a fun process. And I had a really good time creating it with the illustrator. And it was just... Okay, because you did like a image and stuff. Yes. So you, you paid someone to yes, draw it. exactly. And oh, he, okay, he okay. really, like we sat down and he really saw... Like, the vision. The vision. It took a few times, but we literally, what he... Like literally what I saw in my mind, he created. That's so that was cool. just amazing. And just the unit, like, honestly, I met him in a coffee shop years ago and we, he saw me reading Abraham Hicks book and he's like, oh, I was raised on Abraham. And that's, it's just the universe. Like yeah. you need to trust the universe. It's just always connecting us and we're all connected in this world. Mm-hmm. That's the whole yeah. crazy part. No, we're all connected. Sure. We're all together in this. And, um, yeah, I think that was the best investment so far. Now your book has released yesterday, I think you said, or yeah, so it's, it's going to be live on Amazon in a few days. The children's book, my first book is already out on Amazon. Um, the one called looking beyond what is, and then I'm working on my second book, which is looking beyond the tides of time. Okay, cool. Awesome. We'll put the link in the bio guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something. I hope it brings some clarity in your life. Uh, Mary, thanks very much for the podcast. I'll see you in another podcast, guys.